Attorney of the Madison Police Department's 57th Class of Police Officers. My name is Lieutenant Melissa Schifrel, and I have the honor and pleasure of being your host this evening. We are prepared to begin, and I would ask everyone to please turn off your cell phones or mute them during the ceremony. At this time, the bravest and finest Memorial Pipe Band will introduce the class. of colors by the Madison Police Department Honor Guard and singing of our national anthem by Captain Kristen Roman. stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still 
Mother Guard. Mark time. March. Forward. March. Please remain standing as the bravest and finest memorial pipe band plays Amazing Grace in honor of fallen law enforcement officers. Thank you. You may be seated. On behalf of Chief Koval, Assistant Chiefs Gaver, Davenport, and Williams, the Madison Police Department, and our 14 graduates, I would like to welcome parents, partners, family, and friends to our graduates, as well as members of our department for joining us tonight. All of you should be recognized for your continued support of our newest officers who have finished their police training and moved on to solo patrol in a career with the Madison Police Department. We are gathered here to recognize and celebrate the hard work and dedication of our graduates who have successfully completed their academy and field training. This class of new officers had over five months of classroom instruction and assessment. During these months, Friends and family have undoubtedly provided much support, encouragement, and patience throughout the hiring process and training academy. Also, members throughout the police department have provided support and assistance in the training and mentoring of our new colleagues. Veteran officers recently welcomed them to the street when they attained solo status as new patrol officers. This academy class could not have succeeded without those who played a supporting role. I would like to extend our gratitude and appreciation to all who played a part. I would ask that any members of the Police and Fire Commission and any City of Madison Alders who are in attendance this evening to please stand and be recognized.
Thank all of you for your continued support. Approximately one year ago, the 14 men and women seated before you were competing against over 900 applicants in pursuit of a career with the Madison Police Department. They came to us from a variety of walks of life, including exercise and fitness, education, police officer, restorative justice counselor, attorney, career services, legislative assistant, and youth services, just to name a few. On September 15, 2014, they took an oath to protect and serve the citizens of Madison. They came excited, eager to learn, and took part in rigorous training and assessing. Over the last nine months, they have not only learned the skills of the profession, but also what it means to be a Madison police officer and the responsibility that comes with that title. It has been a tremendous pleasure to watch them develop and grow into new officers. We all have much to be proud of this evening. A group of distinguished guests have been invited to join us to give their remarks to the class tonight. Our first guest is the assistant to the mayor, Gloria Reyes. Ms. Reyes was formerly a member of our department for over 12 years before taking a position with the mayor's office to serve the city in a different capacity. Please welcome Ms. Gloria Reyes to the podium. Thank you and good evening. Um, the mayor could not make it here today, so you're stuck with me this evening. It is really an honor uh, to be here with you today. Uh, I want to welcome you to the Madison Police Department and to congratulate you for the accomplishment. It seems like yesterday I was sitting where you are today. I remember the feeling of being anxious and excited about the journey. The journey began when you took the oath to honor and protect the Constitution of the United States and to protect us, serve the residents of our city. Your journey began when you walked into the first day of the academy with your classmates, a bond and trust that formed that will last your entire career and beyond. The journey that your family and loved ones have taken with you to support you and to keep you grounded. This journey will bring you a mixture of danger, disbelief, tears, confusion, frustration, and oftentimes a lack of sleep. You will be faced with changes in your shift schedules, assignments, technology, and the needs of our community. However, this journey will bring you also satisfaction, pride, laughter, and exposure to the wonderful people and places and events of this great city. You will be exposed to opportunities in your professional career, as well as the opportunity to be a part of improving our community through innovative, proactive community policing strategies you will build trust and relationships with our residents and community leaders. You have chosen this honorable profession because you care about your community and fellow citizens. But most importantly, you have been chosen. You have demonstrated your abilities and commitment to our city. You have been chosen to protect our most vulnerable communities and to serve those who oftentimes do not have a voice. In your day-to-day -day work, you will be faced with societal challenges such as poverty, mental illness, alcohol and drug abuse, and homelessness. You are coming into this profession at a time where the expectations you go, 
are well beyond the traditional role of law enforcement. You are social workers, teachers, mentors, and oftentimes a friend in blue. You are also coming into this profession at a critical time for our city and our nation as we face racial disparities within our educational system, employment, and criminal justice system. You can play a critical role in influencing and making an impact on narrowing the gap by restorative justice initiatives that was just implemented on the south side of Madison and innovative outreach programs like Amigos en Azul. You have been selected to serve among the best of the best. Your colleagues are top notch. I know as I have worked side by side with many of them. You have been selected to work for a police department with a reputation of excellence. While you are on this journey, I encourage you to remember each time that you place that badge on your uniform, that you think back to this very moment, the pride and excitement that you feel today. This honorable profession comes with sacrifice, tremendous power, and public trust that you must always respect. Never lose that trust and abuse your power or authority. That is how you will honor this profession. You have a long, rewarding journey ahead of you, a journey that will introduce you to people you would normally not come into contact, but who you will make a significant impact upon. It will bring you to the homes of our children and our families, our neighborhood centers, parks, and of course, our wonderful, exciting events such as Freak Fest and Mifflin Street Block Party. <laughs> you will find yourself blocking off streets and providing security for those participating in their First Amendment rights in a rally and protest about a cause that you may not believe in. And at times, that protest will be directed at you and your profession. You will walk alongside our residents, block the streets, stand for long hours, because you believe in the oath that you have taken, so much so that you will ensure the protections of our residents no matter the cause. Remember that you have chosen to protect and serve as guardians of our fellow citizens. Take care of yourselves and your families because they will be the ones who are taking this journey with you and who will be by your side when you leave it. We are looking forward to seeing you grow and be safe out there. As Chief Koval would say, police like a champion. Congratulations. Thank you, Ms. Reyes. Over the last year, the Madison Police Department has been led by an individual who has been dedicated to recruiting, training, and mentoring new officers for over 17 years as the Madison Police Department Academy Sergeant. Although his title may have changed, he still continues in this capacity. Please join me in welcoming Chief Michael Koval. place in line. Okay. We acknowledge our mistakes. Would we like to get Fabiola up? I'll just do her. Fabiola, can you wait? This won't take long. Welcome to all my children. Good looking group, thanks to you. And I appreciate it because for the last six months, we have taken a way too much disproportionate amount of them
leaving with you the, re- the residue. So the quality of times you've had has been nowhere near as exceptional as the time I've had with them. I've literally had a chance to watch this group grow up in front of my very eyes. They, we have laughed together. We have cried together and, and cried profusely as they were pepper-mazed. And so a lot of uh, undesirable things come out of that experience. And from that standpoint, their resolve, their resiliency was proven time and again to be uh, undefeatable. You know, about last quarter, I saw a national police journal, and they did a survey. And in that survey, they had a robust contingency of respondents, but they were all demographically 3,600 respondents of veteran police officers who were responding to one question, which is probably why there was such a robust response. And that one question was, would you recommend this profession as we currently know it today to a family or a friend or a loved one? And what was stark in those polling results was that over 85% unequivocally said no. They would not. You know, in a post-911 world, and we saw our ranks swell, and the military saw theirs, as everybody was riding this crest of this wave of patriotism, that's heroic. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, and I'm grateful for those who serve. But quite frankly, it's a different breed of cat who in the midst of those sort of environmental and atmospheric conditions that are currently plaguing our country, that those people would buck those odds and still, with passion and sincerity and one-mindedness of service, be willing to buck those odds and be with us in this capacity today. We, folks, are richly blessed because I think that's an incredible feat. This group has endured much over the course of the last year. We've all seen the national narrative and our own local trials and tribulations, undeniably difficult for them and for our community. But through it all, when they were asked individually and collectively, do you have any buyer's remorse about this course of action that you've chosen? To the person, they validated and affirmed the oath of office that they took on the first day. Again, I'm richly blessed. Today we saw excerpts of when they were here on the first week. They went out to Bethel, out in Dodgeville, and did a ropes challenge course where basically we asked them to push their comfort zone to the max, to do things that they would never do, just to sort of simulate that that is very much what a police officer is doing. Oftentimes we're working without a net, with scarce resources, little feedback, but trying to get that mission accomplished. And when they went, they got put in harnesses, and they're using ropes, and their mission was to get to the top together. And as I thought about those pictures, as vivid as they were this morning, 
I realized that uh, that course was a metaphor for what they're going to need to get them through their career. The harness is that infrastructure of support. You and the MPD family, we are there to catch you should you stray or fall. And then the rope that you're using to pull you towards that mission, that greater mission of service before self, that rope is filled with sinews to make that rope, to make that braiding. That rope is your character, your commitment, your caring, and your competencies and your courage to do this job day in, one call, one person, one day at a time, because that is the vow you have pledged to do. Every one of them did a personal mission statement the first week, filled with optimism and hope and constructive change, and to believe that as a police officer, they too can make a difference. While those thoughts were fresh, they all did an individual mission statement to themselves, one that I want them to be faithful to scrupulously throughout the course of their careers as this is a marathon that we're involved in. And so to that extent, many of you today have a copy of that because it is your role to validate and affirm why it is that they signed up for this most noble of professions. Should they go astray, please remind them why they came. They've grown up like almost overnight for me. I mean, literally, I think, I think they moved Mike Malloy out of his parents' basement. <laughs> it's okay, Mike. It's okay. But I, I can tell you this, folks. To the person here, we are deeply in your debt because they are the composition of all of those influences here today. Those families, those experiences, those friends, those loved ones who together have brought us wonderful agents of change. And for that, we thank you. And congratulations, class. Thank you, Chief Koval. And this goes to show no matter how much you rehearse, if you turn too many pages, you lose your spot. <laughs> Our next speaker is the president of the Madison Police and Fire Commission, Fabiola Hamden. Ms. Hamden, along with four other citizen members of the commission, are responsible for the hiring process and approval of the officers you see here tonight. Please join me in welcoming Ms. Fabiola Hamden. How am I going to follow Chief? I was hoping this was not going to happen tonight, but it did. Good evening. As the President of the Police and Fire Commission, I am humbled to stand before you, our 57 graduating class um, from the Police Department. 
On behalf of the Police and Fire Commission, I would like to congratulate each of you for completing a rigorous training, your accomplishment, and now joining what I think is the best police department in the country, our own Madison Police Department. We all need to remember that while certain things about the police department make the headline news, it is frequent the unpublicized things that matter the most to the average citizen in their interaction with the police in their daily lives. For example, as a community social worker, I have um, first-hand experience working with many police officers. I see how these officers go beyond their call of duty to help children, to help youth that are engaging maybe in gang activities or dangerous situations. I see how they interact with single-headed household moms that sometimes are in domestic violence situations or other situations that are really um, not safe. I see how a lot of the officers Christmas time come trying to get the toy for these families that may not have otherwise, engaging in, in, in bike rodeos, community picnics, or sometimes comforting an elderly person when a spouse has suddenly passed away, or finding some very important possession for someone that ha has stolen like a purse or wallet, or even conducting an arrest for OWI and having the arrested person write back and thank the officer for causing the person to change his or her life. I can go on and on with many examples, and believe me, I do have a lot of examples. But all I wanted to say is that this, these are things that we don't see in the news and we don't see in the headlines. I know um, you went to a rigorous training and you already accomplished so much. And I know you all are ready um, to meet and surpass all the expectations that us citizens have of you. And believe me, we have high expectations of our police department. The Madison Police Department has a long history of commitment to the community policy, to work in partnership, to engage the community. For example, initiatives like Amigos en Azul, uh, Friends in Blue, that have a monthly program in the radio uh, uh, about uh, engaging our Latino, growing Latino community, talking about different topics where uh, they really make a difference when they, when they come out and talk about issues that sometimes are difficult to talk. Uh, the Latino and Black Academy, those are clear examples about how MPD has this um, commitment to, the, to our community. You have great leadership, and I am honored to meet many of your captains, lieutenants, Chief Cobble, going to engage in community listening sessions. And I got to tell you that you are in really good hands. So it is very wonderful to see all your loved ones here, your families to support you today as you start actively one of the most challenging, but at the same time, one of the most rewarding jobs I can think of of being a police officer. Muchas felicidades, congratulations. Thank you, Ms. Hamden.
Our next speaker is Captain Tom Snyder. I have had the privilege of working with Captain Snyder for the last four years as a member of the training team and for a time previous in an assignment at the East District. Captain Snyder has been a leader in promoting the qualities and philosophies of the Madison Police Department. He also plays a very active role in the hiring process while commanding the training team. Please welcome Captain Tom Snyder. Thank you, Lieutenant Schifferl. Uh, good evening, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. This is a very exciting night. Um, sitting in the front row, I just couldn't help but look at you guys and think how nice you look and how proud I am of you this evening. I think it's fitting that we began your career as a recruit officer in this building, in fact, in this room, and we are finishing it tonight as well. You spent about 850 hours in the academy, and uh, tonight's the night we get to say congratulations as you move on. However, Tonight may be about you, but that's not what I'm going to talk about tonight. <clears throat> I'm going to talk about them. Um, my purpose tonight is to recognize a very talented group of uh, women and men that we call our training team. These people work as hard as anyone in this agency and harder than most, and I am not exaggerating at all. They are all perfectionists, and they take great pride in their work. Now, of course, I know the efforts of our training team has been recognized and appreciated by the class but you may not fully realize and recognize all of the time and effort that goes into researching, planning, preparing, coordinating each and every block of instruction. And there are a great many topics covered during our 21 weeks of training. Every member of our training team holds special certifications, certifications, talents, experiences, and are considered subject matter experts in their respective areas of instruction. If I shared all of their achievements and accomplishments, we'd be here all night. The bottom line is these talented men and women make the job look easy. To the, to the family and the friends of our class members, I know many of you have heard some of the names and perhaps have heard a few stories at home shared by your loved ones throughout the academy. But tonight we'd like to put a face to some of those names. I would ask my staff to please stand as I announce your name and ask you to please hold your applause until we're done. First of all is Lieutenant Melissa Schifferl, who you've just met. She is our pre-service academy director and literally my right hand. Couldn't do it without her. Sergeant Tim Patton. Sergeant Tim Patton is our, we're so happy to have him back in training with us. Uh, he came back again this last year as a sergeant. He's in charge of our, uh, he's the academy supervisor and our lead recruiter. Next is Sergeant Tony Fiore. Sergeant Fiore is our department in-service supervisor and does so much more than that title implies. Sergeant Linda Covert. Over there, Linda is our training center facility manager, and both Tony and Linda are responsible for different blocks of instruction with our recruits as well. Uh, Deb Slowick could not be here tonight. Uh, everyone knows her as our program assistant and the person that coordinates much of our annual hiring process. And where's Crystal Meyer? Crystal Meyer, new to our team this year, uh, our administrative clerk with the training center, chief greeter, and has got the greatest smile I can imagine. <laughs> Last but not least is our training staff. This is the bread and butter. This is what makes, uh, makes things happen. Officer Kip Hartman, please stand up. Officer Susan Carnell. Officer Eric Lee. Officer Bob Veach. Officer Kelly, Kelly Doherty. Is there anyone else? Oh, yes, Officer Chris Masterson. 
I'm just teasing Chris. Uh, these are the everyday stars that really make the pre-service academy and the rest of the training operation move. I'm so proud of them. I wanted them to sit in the front row today so that they could observe the fruit of their labors up here. Uh, I would like to say I offer my sincere gratitude to my staff for your hard work, often long hours, uh, your willingness to be flexible during many challenging times and difficult circumstances. You seldom complain, seldom, <laughs> and always maintain your professionalism. Watching you every day makes me proud to work for this organization, and I truly mean that. Please join me in a round of applause for the training team. Thank you very much. Just one additional acknowledgement I'd like to make this evening. I would like to publicly thank our field training officers, or FTOs as we call them, um, some of them may be here this evening, for a minimum of at least 13 weeks. Our recruit officers are mentored and trained while in the field, preparing them for solo service. There is no way to acknowledge all of them by name, so a simple thank you to the FTO uh, cadre will need to suffice this evening. But please know that they are a critical cog in our process and I know that our newest officers here sitting on the stage will never forget them. Class, I am very proud of you. Please remember the words that are inscribed on your challenge coin. Honor, integrity, and professionalism. Stay safe. Thank you, Captain Snyder. Each year, the graduating class is asked to select a keynote speaker. This year, the class has chosen Sergeant Tim Patton. Sergeant Patton rejoined the training staff in August of last year to fill the vacancy left by Chief Koval. He previously served as a training officer for nearly six years prior to his promotion and has been with the department for over 13 years. Please welcome Sergeant Tim Patton to the stage. Well, 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 did you think we would ever get to this night? Uh, I was taken back for a moment sitting out here listening to the guests, and especially the younger guests, and I had sort of this flashback moment to like the day after we take exams and they ask their questions, kind of the crying. <laughs> I stand here tonight with a sense of great relief, not so much that they made it, although there is that. I am relieved by the fact that it is highly unlikely that any of them will ask questions during this presentation. <laughs> it is unlikely, but not impossible. <laughs> I am humbled by the invitation to speak on behalf of this class. I have had the great pleasure of being part of 10 Academy classes now, and they are all memorable. This one, however, in my first year as Academy Sergeant was special, and I will remember this group forever. To you, the 57th graduating class, I want to start by saying congratulations. Congratulations on arriving to this day of celebration. It was so good to see all of you this morning again. I am so very proud of you, and we are all so very proud of you. For stepping up, for raising your hand, and for your willingness to serve our community in this vital role at this important time in the history of our city and profession. You have taken your training seriously, approach this enormous task with a growth mindset, 
and responded through it all with confidence and humility. We welcome you into our ranks and into this family. I think back to your first day. Many have talked about it. You were dressed in your best civilian clothing and flanked by your family and friends. You stood up in this very auditorium, voiced your commitment to our profession, our city, our department, and our citizens. I remember the chief instructing you to hold on to the person you were on that day. He asked, let me get back to it, how he asked your family and friends to join him in that objective and how he gave out his cell phone number. (laughs) I also remember his challenge to you on that day to begin to develop a plan to commit random acts of kindness while in uniform. And so the academy began. The academy experience is transformative and is filled with an ever-changing web of challenges and opportunities. This group of individual recruits quickly became a class, ultimately a family, referring today to each other as sister and brother. They experienced a great deal together. They laughed and cried and sweat. There was a lot of sweat. (laughs) Not only in the DAT room, but during scenario debriefs. Anna would just blurt out, I'm not sure why, but I'm sweating. (laughs) There was illness and injuries and even a couple trips to the ER. They experienced shared victories and even some defeats. They celebrated special occasions. Alex got married and Lore officiated. (laughs) That might be a first. (laughs) The class also experienced loss. Through it all, they were together. This class has a great sense of humor and made training fun. There are some surprisingly good actors in this group and one really good accent. The academy classroom was home to strange diets, high-calorie potlucks, and cup after cup of coffee. Next came field training. Like a nervous parent at a piano recital, praying for anything resembling music, I ventured out into the field to check in on our probationary police officers with their field training officers. We spoke about their progress, and I asked them how the street was different than they had expected it. Many spoke of the difficulty in getting used to being in uniform in public. One reported that it was less stressful than the academy. One said it was going better than expected and went on to report, I haven't cried or vomited yet. You can guess. (laughs) One of my favorite answers to that question, policing really is about people. We spoke about significant calls and discussed what was going well and areas for improvement. We always ended by speaking about the chief's directive concerning random acts of kindness. I wasn't sure what to expect. After all, discretionary time during field training is most certainly the exception. I, I was floored by the responses and how profoundly these interactions they described positively impacted both the citizen and officer. One PPO stopped out with a woman. She was crying on a sidewalk, and after determining that she was simply upset about a verbal argument with her parents, nothing criminal, the officer spent additional time speaking with her in an attempt to brighten her day. Another assisted in putting back together a coffee table, broken in a domestic dispute. Multiple recruits spoke of getting out of the squad and walking, interacting with kids, letting them sit in the squad car. One helped to deliver a new mattress 
to a family in need. Others held a door, gave a ride, handed out stickers, or made follow-up phone calls, checking on the status of citizens from a prior's day incident. Just so they know we care, she said. One story in particular spoke to the essence of our guardian ethos and the important role that officers play in our community. The officer reported the following. I saw a middle-aged Hmong man sitting on the concrete steps to one of the Wexford Ridge apartments. I greeted him in Hmong, and he appeared to be surprised I spoke the Hmong language. He smiled, nodded his head, and asked me in Hmong, you're Hmong, you're a police officer? This is great news, and I'm very proud of you. The man proceeded to tell me that he felt as if the Hmong were easy to neglect because Hmong look different and speak a different language. It is easy to neglect those which you do not understand, he said. I told the man the police officers want to help and want to protect everybody in their community. I concluded by telling the man that the city of Madison wants to understand the community better and that hiring a diverse team is a big step to trying to understand different communities. The man smiled at me, told me he was happy to hear me say those words, told me that, simple, told me that the simple notion of me being hired as a police officer gave him great faith in me. He told me that my father should be very proud of me and that he will tell others he met with among police officer today. I thanked him again before ending my contact with him. These stories inspired and reassured me. Policing is among the most honorable of professions. Policing at its best is rooted in honor, integrity, and professionalism. These officers have demonstrated their commitment to these values in their approach to training, in their treatment of each other, and in their interactions to the citizens of Madison. As you graduate today, I want to leave you with this. You are ready. You have met and exceeded our expectations. As one of your classmates described this time, you may not know what you're doing, but you know enough to figure it out. Remember, while you may be solo, you are not alone. While you have completed the academy and field training, you are not done learning. That will never end. When you have it, take your time. Drive slower. Take a deep breath. Look both ways. Explain your actions. Do not be afraid to apologize. And never, ever compromise your integrity. May you police our city with the commitment to perfection of Chris Masterson the dedication to our profession of Kelly Doherty, the passion of Eric Lee, the leadership of Kip Hartman, there he is, the humility and wisdom of Bob Beach, and the caring heart of Sue Carnell. Finally, dare to be a person and not a position. Be the person we hired. We are better because you are here. Thank you to each of you and congratulations. It has been an honor. graduating class has one of their members speak on their behalf. This year, the class has selected Lor Vang to be their speaker. Please welcome Police Officer Lor Vang.
Greetings. I would like to welcome everybody here tonight, um, and I trust that you all know how gracious we are for you to join us this evening. For those of you who do not know me, my name is Officer Lor Vang, <laughs> City of Medicine Police. <laughs> I'm a proud member of this year's Graduating Academy class. I'm honored in spe uh, to speak in front of you today, not only because I can be the voice of this wonderful class, but also because they chose me to speak in front of you. Um, in sincerity, aside from wearing this badge, it's one of the greatest honors from me. Now, that being said, if my words fall flat or lack any motivation or inspirational lines, please try not to blame me. You can blame them collectively. <laughs> Uh, first of all, I'd like to um, ask the friends and family who are in the room to please stand up. That's right. If you're not a police officer, but you're here to support this organization, show us you have our backs. Please just stand. Now, this isn't just a ploy to, to demonstrate how many friends and family members we have. Um, I'm having you stand so we can really express our thanks. So everyone in the room, please join me in showing our appreciation for our friends and family. Um, as police officers, we see a lot of things we never want to experience in our lives. Uh, we see the parts of life that are so conveniently hidden from storybooks, fairy tales, and even our own mental perceptions of how life should be. Now, I don't want to paint the image that, that we give thanks to all of you just because you rescue us from that reality. Um, that's not it at all. You, you inspire us. You move us. You support us. You love us. You show us those aspects of life that can typically only be found in storybooks or heard in a fairy tale. You can, that can only be bestowed by our mental perceptions of how life should be. You give us the reason to live. You give us the reason to preserve life. And for that, we really thank you. I would also like to thank the senior officers, command staff, and non-commissioned personnel that are here today. Um, in my time as a solo officer, I have already captured how it feels going from call to call, spending hours and hours on end working. Uh, we are fully aware of how tight your schedules are, and uh, we understand that you being here shows us how important this is to you, and that means a lot to us, so thank you. On a personal side note, I'd like to thank my academy class for being a part of my adventure. For those of you in the room who know me, I live life by the chapter, and this one is hilariously awesome. Um, we studied together, drove fast cars together, shot guns together, wrestled and fought one another, grunted and sweat together. You know, unless you're Justin Nelson, this doesn't sound like fun family time. <laughs> what I'm saying is we shared a lot of experiences and emotions together over a short period of time that uh, even strong lifetime relationships do not endure. So brothers and sisters, we made it. I couldn't have done it without you. So I thank you very much, my siblings. Now, as I have alluded, the Academy was a very special experience. You learn a lot about yourself, and you experience the entire spectrum of emotions in many challenging ways. I'm sure all Academy classes think they're special, but ours is unique in that we came through during a time of change. At the time we submitted applications, as you know, Chief Koval was Sergeant Koval. Sergeant Koval was responsible for recruitment and training of each Academy class and had done this for about 17 years prior to becoming Chief. Sergeant Koval had contact with all of us individually and handpicked us 
over hundreds and hundreds, almost thousands of candidates that would be great police officers today. We developed a strong relationship with Sergeant Koval and felt very confident in how he conducted his academy and were very eager to begin our training. And then Sergeant Koval became Chief Koval. <laughs> He took on the challenging role of leading this entire organization, and, he'd done, and he has done it like a champion, Chief. <laughs> but bless his heart, he still maintained a role in the academy and taught our class, class lessons in law. Uh, I always identify our class as being special because we were recruited by Chief, we were taught by Chief, and then we were led by Chief Koval in a matter of months. In class, we gained a profound perspective of what it felt like to be a new Chief. Well, all while staying well within the developed police curriculum, of course. Um, like us, Chief Koval was adventuring in his very own self-pioneering adventure, and I hope he can always think of us the same way we think of him. You're one of us. <laughs> now, although uh, he went through some changes, Chief Koval definitely made sure the academy was left in great hands. Sergeant Tim Patton led a crew of academy instructors develop this class to what it is today. Although Sergeant Patton has had many years of being an instructor, this is Sergeant Patton's first year in this particular leadership role. Now, I may be a lowly rookie cop with nothing to which I can compare it, <laughs> but the academy experience is like nothing else, and I would not have it any other way. Mentally, socially, and physically, we are all better individuals because of this experience. The academy staff, I truly thank you. Captain Snyder, Lieutenant Schifferl, Sergeant Fury, Sergeant Culver, Officers Carnell, Hartman, Lee, Veach, Doherty, Masterson, of course, Deb and Crystal. Thank you for all your hard work. Thank you for your encouragement, your drive. Most importantly, your patience with all of us as we grew into our uniforms. Sergeant Patton, thanks for everything. You know, I look forward to the day when I'm in a position to help you like you've helped me. I got your back always. And that, that, sir, there's no implication that I'm going to be your boss or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Stepping out of the classroom, we enter the streets like eager graduates, ready to take on our roles as we promised to do. A career in law enforcement is not easy. As I expressed earlier, we see the side of life that people work so hard not to see. On top of it, for as many people we have in this room standing to support us, there's just as many out there that do not, just because we wear this. The first months of hitting the streets in March really brought to light some of the realities of how this career can be perceived by others. Individuals from all facets of, of my life would inquire whether I have made the right decision in my career. I'm going to say this right now, Chief. I'd be lying if I said I never questioned my career choice. Everywhere I turned, it was all about guns, bullets, batons, handcuffs, lights, and sirens. The interesting thing is, unlike so many people out there, I started thinking about police officers in the very same way that I did not want to be perceived as a police officer. After that first month on the streets, my perception on the job were about guns, bullets, handcuffs, batons, lights, and sirens. Now, that wasn't indicative of what I truly experienced on the streets, but rather what I would read or hear about regarding my new career. I have to say that if that is what I saw of this job, and only that, I probably would not have applied. I discovered that despite how strongly I felt about this career, I still fell victim to the generalities that come with this job. 
I mean, who wouldn't? They're in our face every day. So, yeah, I started questioning my career choice. But while I'm being open with you, I'll also let you know that the answers came pretty quickly. The generalities and stereotypes that are amplified by various channels of communication were truly minimized after I went back to what made me fill out that application form on that very first day. People love viewing the world in the lens of the rage, the fear, and the avarice of humankind. And police officers are held to that much of a higher standard under that same lens. What made me apply in the first place stems from a place of hope, compassion, and love, all tied together with the manifestation of willpower. Now, I say that, and some have told me I'm silly, or that I'm too naive, or that within months I'll be broken out of this soft shell that I've created among myself. So be it. Let them feel that way. And that's exactly why I laced my words with willpower. It's so easy to flow with the currents of the world, with the world and let it dictate your actions for you. I became a police officer because I wanted to be a part of a team that maintains a lot of hope, compassion, and love for all people. Yes, we deal with difficult situations and challenging individuals, but we all do this job because we all care and truly believe that even the smallest change can do wonders for even one individual. And sometimes that's all that matters. So if anyone asks me if I still question my career choice, I tell them that I question it every day. And the reason is because I like to remind myself as to why I chose this career. Hope, compassion, love, willpower. Every day we are part of people's lives and are likely there during the worst part of their day or the worst day of their lives. If we do not have the willpower to bring hope, compassion, or love to these interactions, this is a career path that we should not be taking. So please, Academy class, always remember those words. Channel that willpower. I've recognized some very special people in our lives and discussed some of the challenges or changes in the Academy and given friends and family a glimpse of uh, the trials of being a police officer. Before I leave the stand, I encourage you to meet my Academy class, all of you. Uh, please do not hesitate to approach any of them, shake their hand, and hear their story. It is an eclectic group, vast personalities, and I know you will walk away from a conversation with any of them feeling very gratified. And if you don't do it for your sake, do it for our sake, because we want to learn about you, and we want to learn about each other, and we want to really figure out what Lindsay Camden is all about. <laughs> uh, additionally, I want to express a very personal thank you to uh, my family that is uh, here today. Um, they've been my support and have always been there. I'm grateful to have brothers and sisters here to recognize uh, some of these achievements. I would like to thank my brother Chark Vang, uh, my brother in blood and my brother in blue, who is also with this department for his strong guidance. Uh, thank you, Renee, for always being there every step of the way. I couldn't do this without you. Lastly, I want to give a special shout out to Officer Eric Lee for never giving up on me and helping me maintain the integrity of what it means to still be me while being the best police officer I can be. So thank you. It's been quite the adventure, and I look forward to more experiences as the years go by. Um, thank you again, all of you. Thank you for being here, and thank you for uh, the chance for me to speak on behalf of our class. Have a good night. Thank you, Officer Vang.
Over the past several years, members of the graduating class have produced a video chronicling their academy experience. The video contains photos and brief video clips, all G-rated of course, of various trainings and courses they participated in throughout their academy. This evening's video was created and produced by officers James Eimel, Anna Schmidt, and Laura Vang. Please allow a few minutes for us to prepare the video and enjoy the presentation.
The class will now prepare to receive their individual badge. I will introduce each officer and give a short biography about each of our graduates. I would ask that you hold your applause until they have all been introduced. If there are family members who would like to have a photo op, uh, you can come to the front or towards the front at this time. At this time, I also would like to invite the Chiefs, Captain Snyder, Mayoral Assistant Reyes, President Hamden, and the training staff to please join me on stage for presentation of the badges to the class. Police Officer Eric Quasi Apia. Did you get it right? <laughs> Officer Apia has a master's degree in exercise science from Western Michigan University and a bachelor's degree in athletic training from Trinity International University. He was previously employed as an assistant director of fitness and wellness. Police Officer Natalie Diebel. Officer Diebel has two master's degrees from George Washington University, one in history and the other in philosophy, and a bachelor's degree in history, French, and women's studies from Washington and Lee University. She was previously employed as a teacher. Police Officer Michael Eckert. Officer Eckert has a bachelor's degree from the University of Wisconsin-Madison in psychology. He was previously employed as a police officer. Police Officer James Imel. Officer Imel has a bachelor's degree from the University of Wisconsin-Madison in education, theater, and drama. He was previously employed as a substitute teacher. Police Officer Lindsay Kamnitz. Officer Kamnitz has a bachelor's degree from the University of Wisconsin-Madison in history, political science, and Spanish. She was previously employed as a legislative assistant. Police Officer Michael Malloy. Officer Malloy has a master's degree in counseling and student development from Kansas State University and a bachelor's degree in public administration from the University of Wisconsin-La Crosse. He was previously employed as a police officer. Police officer Tierney Marchant. Officer Marchant has a bachelor's degree from the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh in criminal justice. She was previously employed as a police officer. 
police officer Justin Nelson. Officer Nelson has a master's degree in social change from Iliff School of Theology and a bachelor's degree in kinesiology from the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh. He was previously employed as a restorative justice counselor. Police officer Alexander File. Officer File has a bachelor's degree from the University of Wisconsin-Madison in legal studies, criminal justice, and American Indian studies. He was previously employed as a research assistant. Police Officer Anna Schmidt. Officer Schmidt. <laughs> I love teasing this kid. <laughs> Officer Schmidt has a bachelor degree from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln in Spanish and International Studies. Has she been heaped a lot of abuse for that? <laughs> she was previously employed as a background investigator. Police Officer Daniel Sherrick. Officer Sherrick has a law degree from the University of Iowa and a bachelor's degree from Illinois Wesleyan University in International Relations. He was previously employed as an attorney. Police Officer Sarah Scow. Officer Skaug has a bachelor's degree from the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater in sociology <laughs> and criminal justice. Ten thousand dollars for that dog and a can. <laughs> Got it. She was previously employed as a warehouse associate. Police Officer Lore Bang. Officer Vang has a master's degree in student affairs administration from the University of Wisconsin-La Crosse and a bachelor's degree in communication studies and public relations from the same university. He was previously employed in as, as an assistant director for career services. Police Officer Tyrone Craddock Williams. <laughs> Officer Williams has a bachelor's degree from Edgewood College in Art. He was previously employed as a youth employment and financial literary specialist. went to East, so I said, no air horns.
I would personally like to wish the class all the great success and enjoyment that you deserve as you begin your new careers. The bonds that you have created here will last throughout your career and beyond. You should be very proud of your accomplishments, and I am very honored to have been a part of your journey. And now, it is with great pleasure that I present to you the 57th graduating class of the Madison Police Department. as the Honor Guard prepares for the removal of colors. This concludes our ceremony this evening. We invite you to enjoy some light refreshments in the break area. If you are interested, class members will be available to give family and friends a brief tour of the training facility where they spent a bulk of their learning. On behalf of the training team and the Madison Police Department, I would like to thank all of you for coming this evening, as well as your continued support of the men and women before me. Enjoy your evening. <laughs> 